Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The conference finals are finally upon us, yet there is one team that it almost appears isn't even in them. It is Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. Canty and Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. What is up? What's up, big fella? How you doing? Oh, I'm good. All right. I'm good. I'm are good. You, are you good after that trek that you went on to get to work today? Two hours and 35 minutes. Dear God. Not exactly how I drew it up, but I'm yeah. here. Let's yeah. roll. Let's make it all happen. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. Boston then stuck out their arm, led by double digits at the break. Never looked back. Tatum, wing left three. Another one. Tatum's five from five for downtown. It was a team effort. I mean, everybody chipped in. Richard, step back three, right angle. Good, good, good. Peyton Richard. Just looking forward to it. You know, excited. Being back in this position and, you know, trying to get over this hump. Even our production crew doesn't acknowledge that the Miami Heat are in the Eastern Conference Finals. So disrespectful, <laughs> isn't it? It truly is, but... I think it's kind of earned. We'll get to it Wow! right now. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. So explain to me why it is that we don't respect the Miami Heat because I've got a very simple answer for it, and maybe there's more to it than this. The Miami Heat, when they are taking on these other teams, are just not ever the sexier team in any way. They are the winning team. They are the team that has earned the number one spot in the Eastern Conference. They have... Come through the first two rounds in impressive fashion, yet there is nothing about them, Chris, that really screams this is an incredibly attractive team to watch play basketball. I can understand where you're coming from, especially how the Miami Heat got bounced out of the playoffs last year. They got swept by the eventual champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. When it comes to top-tier talent, it just seems like the Miami Heat are coming up short. Nobody disrespects Eric Spolstra. We know he's one of the very best coaches in all the NBA. Everybody knows what the Heat culture is all about in terms of Pat Riley being able to set the standard and how those guys go about their business. It leads to an incredible amount of consistency, but it doesn't necessarily result in high-end winning and, and actually being able to capitalize once you get to the championship rounds. So I think that's the reason why people want to be dismissive of the Miami Heat because when you come into a series like we're seeing right now, between the Celtics and the Heat, everybody is looking at it and saying, the Celtics have the best player in this series, and that's Jason Tatum. So it's a lack of a superstar at this point. That's the biggest fact. It, it feels wrong to say it that way just because of how good Jimmy Butler has been in these playoffs. Well, that's right. Well, <laughs> well, you say that, Carlin, but I mean, if we want to just compare Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum side by side in the postseason, I, I mean, you'd probably have to give the edge to what Jimmy has done from a statistics standpoint. Jimmy's averaging 28.7 points per game to Tatum's 28.3. Jimmy Butler, 52.5% shooting from the field. Tatum, 43.8. Jimmy Butler, 7.6 rebounds per game to Tatum's 5.6. And Butler has 5.4 assists to Jason Tatum's 6.1. So Tatum wins in the assist category, but every other major offensive metric goes to Jimmy Butler, and I don't think there's really a comparison when it comes to what kind of players these guys are defensively. Now, I think the other thing we have to account for when we're saying that is that Jimmy Butler went up against the Atlanta Hawks and yes, the Philadelphia 76ers, absolutely. whereas Jason Tatum played against Katie and Kyrie in the Nets and then the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks led by Giannis. So, I mean, when you start talking about context, 
in their postseason performances, you would probably give the edge to Jason Tatum. But I just had to throw out those numbers just to let you know there's not this huge gulf in terms of production between the two best players on these teams. This is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. I I buy that, and let's also not forget that while they were playing the Sixers, two of those games did not have Joel Embiid in them either, that Butler put those numbers up. But we're not the only ones that are looking at it this way. Everybody seems to be looking at it this way, and certainly the people who decide what the odds are in the series are looking at it this way. The Miami Heat are currently a plus-155 underdog to win the Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. The last number one seed to advance to the NBA Finals as a series betting underdog was the Utah Jazz in 1998. That's Mm. 25 years ago at this point. And over the last 30 years, that one, one seeds, like the Heat are, that are underdogs in this series, like the Heat are, in the conference finals, are 1 and 11. Wow. Now, now, I'll say this. For the Heat, there is a disrespect that is happening. Eric Spolstra is taking the Heat to the conference finals for the sixth time as head coach. Yeah. They are incredibly, incredibly consistent. But what drives me nuts about the Miami Heat is as great as they play defense, as great as Jimmy Butler can be in some crunch time situations, I do think that they rely up too much upon the system in which they are in and fitting guys into it as opposed to maybe getting the best players overall. LeBron, you know, in the past, obviously. Yeah, that okay? was different. I think the last few years, it's been a little bit different like that. Now, if I were a team like the Milwaukee Bucks, and I give up P.J. Tucker this past offseason, and he ends up in Miami, I'm saying, well, I screwed up. Because they're a great organization, and they wanted him right away. But I don't think they rely enough upon the talent of the players anymore, even though they are in this situation. Well, here's what I'll say. They have a certain brand of basketball that they believe in, and that's what Pat Riley's going to play, and he finds guys that are willing to buy into playing that way. And let's be honest, it's not something that's attractive. You said it before. It's not sexy. It's not something that's easy. It's not for every player. And I think the guys that are down there on the Miami Heat embrace that. That's why you have so many undrafted players that get serious minutes for the Miami Heat. Like, there's there's a certain level of buy-in when it comes to playing with the grit and the physicality that they do. And so it's something that served them well up until a point. But we recognize when you get to this stage of the playoffs, it's about your stars, it's about your best players being able to make plays when your team needs them to. And that's what we've seen bear itself out. We saw it with the Phoenix Suns-Dallas Mavs series where Luka Doncic was the best player on the court. We saw it with the Bucs Celtics series where Jason Tatum at times was the best player on the court, even though he's going head to head with the best player in the world in Giannis. Well, we're not the only ones who think this way, but Jay Williams does not. He says, shame, shame, shame on. So the Miami Heat is the most disrespected franchise there is right now. And shame on media, shame on me. 
All we've been talking about over the last several weeks, we've been talking about the 76ers. Shame I can't tell you. you how many people Shame. have came up to me like, you guys are talking about James Harden again. You know, yesterday it was about Luka Doncic and how he was similar to Magic Johnson and the fact that when you leave the room, you feel like you're missing something that he's going to provide for the game. Or if it's Patrick Beverly talking about CP3, or if we're talking about if Jason Tatum has a seat at the table of the greats, if he's on the level two as opposed to level one of the VIP room. Nobody's talking about the Miami Heat. Nobody's talking about Jimmy Butler in that same context as they talk about Jason Tatum on that same level of player. You gave the numbers a few moments ago. ESPN experts across the board, 19 different ESPN experts made picks on the Heat Celtics series. 15 of them picked the Celtics. We talk about disrespect, Chris. I'm picking the Celtics. Who are you picking in this series? Well, I'm rolling with the Celtics. Exactly. Now, now, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not fair. That's not fair. Let's paint the full picture for the listeners out there. I'm picking the Celtics because I've been riding with the Celtics coming into the postseason. I liked how they ended the regular season. I thought it's been the best defensive team for the second half of the NBA regular season. So I, I'm I'm rolling with the Boston Celtics just because For I, take integrity, that's what you're saying. Well, yeah, exactly. We're, we believe in take if, integrity if, if on we our took, show. Uh, right, yes, we do. Three to we seven each we Eastern in time, weekdays, we Canty and Carlin. Yeah. But that aside, if you could take take integrity and throw it out the window, and you just came into this and this series was in a vacuum, would you pick any differently? No, I wouldn't because Jason Tatum is the best player in this series. Just like we saw with Luka Doncic in the Phoenix Sun series, the Dallas Mavs were down 0-2 and they came back to win four of the next five and won that series in convincing fashion in Game 7. Why? Because they had the best player in, in, in the series and arguably the best player in the world. Like, that's how good Luka was in that series. Think about this, Carlin. Luka had 27 points at halftime in Game 7. Did Miami have the best player in the series last series? Joel Embiid was the best player in the series last year. Well, he wasn't in the he wasn't in the series for what four games? Two games. He, he, no, I'm just saying he wasn't in the series, but for four games. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, I mean that there's, there's a big there's a big caveat with that. Was he the was did the Miami Heat have the best player in the Atlanta series? Is Jimmy Butler better than Trey? Jimmy Young? Butler played a lot better than Trey Young yes, in that series, and that's the thing. That's the thing that people have to understand with Jimmy Butler on any given moment, any given night in the postseason. Jimmy Butler is capable of putting together a performance that can rival your star. And And that's what makes the Miami Heat a live dog. And so I can't be dismissive of him. I think this is going to be a long series, six or seven games. I'm ultimately rolling with the C's on this one. But I would not be surprised if the Miami Heat are a lot more scrappy than people give them credit for. And I would not be surprised if they draw first blood in game one tonight. I would not be surprised by any of the above. I would be surprised if the Miami Heat win this series. Well, yeah, I would be I would be surprised too. Basketball, basket. Listen, basketball reference is giving the Boston Celtics a sixty six percent chance of being able to win this series. We are the keepers of the gate of disrespect. That's what we well, are. No, we're not. We're not being disrespectful. We, we're talking. We're just being honest, giving our objective opinion. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny today. This has been Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So. Are we being completely disrespectful of the Miami Heat? What chance do you give the Miami Heat to win this series? Do they have a chance? 
888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN is your telephone number. The free AutoZone fixed finder service can help you troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and help you save time and money down the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So if we are being all this disrespectful to the Miami Heat, the media, everybody across the board, what has to happen for them to actually win the series? There is a roadmap that doesn't involve injuries by any stretch, and we will get to that next. But we want to hear from you on if the Miami Heat deserve our respect at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin just getting rolling in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Boston Celtics win in Game 7 and find themselves now in the Eastern Conference Finals Tuesday night against the Miami Heat. Just looking forward to it. You know, excited being back in this position and, you know, trying to get over this hump. Well, at least we actually mentioned the Heat in that production <laughs> piece. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So, yes, the talk is about the Miami Heat being disrespected by everyone, including us, whether Chris wants to admit it or not. We are picking against them, as so many are, and we have apparently awoken Heat Nation, and they will be heard from in very short order. First up, though, we go to the line to the call in line and welcome in ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks, who joins us right now. Bobby, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty in for Greeny. Let's just put it to you right away. Why is it that the Miami Heat continue to be shown a certain level of disrespect, yet they continue to deliver? Well, it's, they're not showing disrespect from me. <laughs> I had okay. them winning the championship back in September, and I have them winning this series. Um, I think I'm one of, I don't even know, one of one? You know, three people who have you know, predicted or projected them to win here. I just think, you know, you know this is going to be a, a whale of a series here, but I think certainly one of the best, better defend, defensive teams here. They've got, you know, the perimeter. I think Jimmy Butler is probably – between him and Jason Tatum and, and Luca are probably the three best players left in these playoffs right now. Um, you know, I think, you know, they, they're going to have to defend to win this series. And I think home court matters in this, although Milwaukee, I mean, Boston was able to win in Milwaukee um, 
you know, uh, in a game, uh, in a game six here. So I just think from a, you know, I think the Lowry injury does impact it a little bit, but, but Philly, I mean, Miami's shown that they can win with, without him here. And um, I just think defensively that's going, it's going to keep them in this series. Bobby, Jimmy has been unbelievable this postseason, averaging 28.7 points per game. In this particular series against the Celtics, though, he's going to be asked to do more on the defensive end. Where is Miami going to turn when they start to look to try to offset some of the offensive production that they're going to be missing from Jimmy Butler because he's got more responsibilities on the defensive side of the court? No, that's a great point. I mean, now you're looking at the role players, right? You're looking, you know, especially if, if Kyle is not going to be out there, you're going to be looking at Gabe Vincent and Max Struss and, you know, Tyler Hero off the bench. We don't know if we'll, I, I don't know if we'll see Duncan Robinson. You know, we haven't seen him really much at all. Um, so your role players are basically going to have to give you 50 points a game, right? When you add those three players in there. Um, and that's going to be, that's a, that's a tall ask to win four games um, with that here. And, and you're right. I mean, Jimmy's going to have to expend a lot on, on both ends of the court here because he'll probably have to guard, um, you know, Tatum or, or Brown here and, and Tatum and Brown are going to be guarding him. So it's not going to be easy. I think, you know, certainly the way, you know, we'll see what happens with Robert Williams as far as uh, how much he'll be able to play. But I think, you know, certainly when you have Bam, um, you know, you're going to need him to be, you know, a 20 plus point scorer here, but um, it's going to have to, you know, the, the role players are really going to have to kind of, um, you know, contribute here. Bobby Marks, ESPN, NBA front office insider, joining Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio. Okay, so we have a team in the Celtics that has been shooting the three a ton, but we have the top four teams in three-point defense as the final four here in the NBA Conference Finals. Probably not a coincidence there. So is this a round where the reliance on the three for the Celtics comes back to bite them? Uh, it, it could. I mean, I think you, you'll probably have to change it up a little bit here. I mean, I think you're going to have to get, you know, you might see them probably trying to get more points in the, in the paint here. Um, you know, certainly you saw in game seven, you know, basically the three ball won them the game against uh, Milwaukee. So I think it's just, I think each game is going to be kind of its own little mini series and they're going to have to adapt if, you know, basically um, the inability to make threes and how Miami defends it here. So it could sink them in the, in this, in this series here, because I think, you know, you know, Eric Spolcher is one of the great coaches out there, and um, they will defend the three. And, you know, they'll basically say, you know what, you can beat us off the mid-range, you can beat us in the point in the paint, but, um, you know, we're fine giving up twos but not threes. Bobby, we know this is a rematch of the conference finals in the bubble a couple of years ago, and I just wanted to ask from a player's perspective, does, does that experience – um, does that experience matter, and who does it necessarily benefit in this particular series? Yeah, I mean, the teams are somewhat similar, you know, from what they were, um, you know, two years ago in or- in Orlando, um, when you look at most of the same, you know, faces as far as with um, with Miami and with, um, with, with Boston, the, the difference is that we just got 18,000 and 19,000 people in these buildings here. So I think it probably helps Boston a little bit, um, just having, um, you know, been, you know, they were a lot younger than they were two years ago, I think. I think these guys are on a mission at the Celtics as far as, you know, Tatum is a big time player here. And I don't think it matters if he's, if you're going on the road or if he is at home, um, you're going to get an, you know, an A plus level from, from, uh, from him. So I think I would probably give it a little bit of an ed, uh, an advantage, um, you know, to the Celtics. Bobby, is Jason Tatum a top five player with the postseason that we're seeing him have right now? Yes, he is. 
What yep, has put is, him in? Is. is it just beating I, these two guys that has put him in that level and Durant and Giannis? I just think what he did in game six on the road um, it was special. I mean, in a, in a closeout to go home and to be able to put on that type of performance there, um, you know, Guys, some guys are built for the regular season only. Some guys are built for the playoffs. I think Jason Tatum's built for both. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us. Bobby, let's shift over to the Mavericks and the uh, Warriors, and you have picked the Mavericks in this series. Lay out your case. I just think I think Golden State's flawed a little bit. I think the Memphis series exposed them. I, even without Ja, I thought games. Um, you know, four, five, and six. I thought, um, you know, certainly game, you know, um, you know, five was the uh, was the blowout there. But I thought, I, I just thought that um, that Memphis had plenty of opportunities here, and I just thought they were careless at the end of these games. And I think you're not going to see that with Dallas. I think they're going to have a hard time guarding Luca. Um, and you know, we'll probably see maybe Draymond on him. Um, but it all comes down to if, as we as you mentioned earlier, like if Dallas the inability to make threes. That the Mavericks will struggle here. And if they are, you know, um, like they did against there's – there's a pattern here with Utah and certainly in the Phoenix series where it feels like it's almost like a hockey team when they're on a power play, right? When it's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, five on four or four on three. They just whip the ball around, spread the floor, and then now it's up to your three your, – your shooters to make threes here. So I do think there's a little bit of a flaw there with um, with Golden State. But, hey, if we, if we see – the Golden State team that we saw, I think, in the last five minutes of game six, where they basically just kind of poured it on. Yeah, they're going to be an extremely tough out here. But, I mean, the other night against Phoenix, what Dallas was able to do in that game was one of the great performances that I've, I've seen in a long time. I mean, from wire, from start to finish here. And I think I do think there'll be a, a, a carryover effect here into this series. Bobby, how impressive has the job Jason Kidd has done this postseason been to you? The first series not having Luka Doncic for a couple of games against the Jazz and then starting off the Phoenix series down 0-2 and then his team being able to win for the next five. How good has Jay Kidd been during these postseason run for the Mavs? Probably the best coach in the playoffs. You know, I know Ime in Boston, um, you know, and Eric have done a great job, but Jason has been able to – what he's been able to do, as you mentioned, without Luka in the early part of that Utah series – to get, win a game seven, um, you know, that clip they showed him basically on the sidelines, it reminded me when he was playing back in New Jersey. I mean, I mean, he it was basically a sixth person on the court here, and he's grown a lot since um, he coached with the Nets in 13-14 in Milwaukee, you know, following that there. And he's got the right players that fit his identity here. I mean, they're defensive-minded. Um, they're basically 6-8 and and you know, below, and you've, when you have a generational player like Luca, you can you can fit what you want as far as around him, and you don't need a second star here. But Jason has done um, as good of a job as anybody out there. Talking with ESPN NBA front office insider Bobby Marks on Greeny, and Bobby, you you brought up something about Jay Kidd being a former player. Three of the four coaches in the NBA's Final Four are all former players. Is it saying something about the direction that the league is going in terms of head coaches that can get players to respond having that background as being a former NBA player. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes to the kind of just sharing experiences, building. I mean, a lot of it, as you know, is building relationships with these players here. It's not just always about X's and O's. I mean, what Jason said, you know, and I think it was after what game two in Phoenix, when basically like nobody came to the party and we need more help. And they basically called Luca out 
I don't know if many people can be will be able to do that here. Um, you know, and, and when you have that Hall of Fame resume and what he was able to do um, as a player here, he can do it. Uh, Ime can do it in, in Boston. Um, so I think you know Steve Kerr can do it in Golden State. Eric's been around for a long time, also in Miami. But when you when you were a player um, and you you can share those experiences, and I said you build relationships, and then the players trust you. I mean, that goes a long a long way. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. It's Game 1, Eastern Conference Finals, Heat and the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And, Bobby, it's ESPN NBA insider Bobby Marks who joins us. This is last one for me, and that is the draft lottery is tonight, Bobby. The power forward, Jabari Smith (laughs) from Auburn, is the presumptive number one pick so should I just put money on the Knicks finally breaking through and getting the number one pick when there's a position that they clearly do not need? I think if you get the number one pick, you know, I would, I don't know if it's Jabari Smith's the guy. I mean, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga is probably the generational talent here, but I don't know if this is the year to have the number one pick, Chris. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's power forward heavy, let's say. So I, if you, but here's the thing: if you're in the lottery, there's a reason why you're in the lottery. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so you need a lot of you need a lot of different help, and you probably just go best available, even if you already have you know Randall and Toppin and that group already. Oh, we're going back to the process with Sam Hinkie. Let's draft every <laughs> center that we can. Bobby, awesome stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, at least the Knicks have their draft pick. I mean, my, my <laughs> Lakers don't have our draft pick. That belongs to the New Orleans Pelicans as a part of the Anthony Davis trade. But does having great, it in this, great look for the Lakers? Does, does having it in this particular draft really is that? You don't have I'd a rather have a lottery pick than not. Okay, how, right. how are we going to get better? Uh, listen, I understand. And if okay. I were the Knicks, I'd actually think about Jaden Ivey myself. But oh, that's just me. He anyway, puts up a lot of buckets. According to research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace like one that allows for a flexible schedule and focuses on company culture is key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job and proactively presents them to you. You can easily review these candidates and invite your top choices to apply try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash greeny that's ziprecruiter.com slash g-r-e-e-n-y it is canty and carlin in for greeny we have ticked off heat nation let's hear from them right now as we begin with greg in nevada up first today on greeny on espn radio greg have at it Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, good argument, Greg. Good talk. <laughs> Elvin in Texas. Elvin, please tell us why we are dead wrong on the Miami Heat. Uh, how you guys, how you fellas doing this, Bryce? How y'all doing today? We're great. Um, me personally, I'm not a, a heater. I'm actually from New Orleans, so the Pelicans is actually my team. Um, but looking at the playoffs, I do like think that people are un- considerably underrating the Heat. Um, I think Spolstra is going to show why he's a severely underrated coach. Um, and they played against a team that didn't have as much defense. Miami is going to scheme up Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown is going to have to beat them. Um, and you got and people are forgetting that you know Miami does have a good second lineup with Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Tyler Hero, um, and Duncan Robinson, who has he was uh, bringing if the second lineup. If we see Duncan, Duncan Robinson, please. <laughs> two points off of it. Number one, Tyler Hero is the sixth man of the year. Let's see it. Yep. And he has to play like he did a couple of years ago in yep. the bubble. And then secondly, this is an interesting point because Ime Odoka has done a great job in these playoffs but Miami you have, you would have to say would have a coaching advantage here yeah I mean I mean Eric Spolstra is a better coach than coach Bud and he's a better coach than Steve Nash I don't think there's any debating that so yeah this is going to be a test for Ime but I think he's up for the task now I think one thing we also got to keep in mind Boston won two of the three regular season matchups between the Miami Heat and the Celtics so I mean just saying, if we're right. going off of what we saw in the regular season, Boston played pretty damn well against the Heat. Aton in New York is up next on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Aton, have at it. You guys, you guys are not think, taking the BAM effect into uh, account. He can dominate you offensively. He can dominate you defensively. And Tyler Hero is on Jalen Brown's level, and he's their third oh, best on. player. And and. And Jalen's their second best player. Tyler Hero has not played on Jalen Brown's level this postseason. No. No, I haven't seen that. No. He's capable of doing it. We've seen it before. And he was That's a six what I mean. He's, he's capable. He's capable, but he hasn't done it this postseason. And that counts. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I That's mean, listen, problem. Jimmy Butler is capable of outperforming Jason Tatum. But that's not going to happen every single time. Nope. And so that's what we're talking about over the course of a seven-game series, the law of averages playing out. And the, the Boston Celtics have the best player in the series. And I don't think it's all that close. Joel in Florida up next. Joel, go. Tell us why we're wrong. You're, you guys are wrong because Miami has the number one three-point defense in the league and they're the number one three-point shooting team in the league. Not only that, they're going to defend the paint better than anybody Boston has played this whole playoff. So they'll depend on those threes, and Miami's not going to let them have them. Also, I've heard nobody bring up Victor Oladipo being an X-factor in this series. Uh, also, you know, people are saying Ime is better than so. That's impossible because Who is saying that? I have not heard anybody time. say Ime nobody is a better that. coach than Spo. Absolutely nobody, nobody is saying that. that. And if you're going to throw out three-point defense – Again, we'd point out that the four teams left are the four best teams in three-point defense. There you go. 
So it's pretty simple. That's not going to hold as much water as you think it may. We'll give you more opportunities to tell us why we're wrong on the Miami Heat at this point. Please, at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 products. 303's revolutionary graphene nano spray coating provides up to 12 months of protection for your car's paint. While their newest product, 303 Graphene Detailer, can be used more regularly for extra protection, slickness, and shine, and can be even used as a quick cleanup in between car washes. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Do it Today, Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, I'm sorry, what? The one question that would make me walk out of a job interview. That in moments. I don't even know what I'm teasing right now. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Greeny, the podcast. Really asking this question? In interviews, Canteen Carlin and for Granny on ESPN Radio, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Now, for those unaware, Chris Canty is a massive Los Angeles Lakers fan. Huge Lakers fan. The highlight of, I would say, the last several months of his Lakers fandom would be winning time. Yes. The story of the Lakers uh, in, you know, the early Magic Johnson days. Yeah, slightly embellished a little bit. Yeah, well, just a bit. Let's not let facts get in the way of a good story, though. It's not a documentary. Come on. exactly. But it's highly entertaining, though. But to, to the point that we need to understand about this for Chris is that it has been a season of pain at best to to describe it that way would be accurate. No, at best you would call it a season of pain. Yeah. It's been a season of pain. We had the fourth highest payroll in all of basketball and we couldn't even make the play in tournament. Okay. Duck. That's painful. It's about to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's about to get worse with what I am about to read you. From Sam Amick of The Athletic, who covers the Lakers. So what you're saying is it's going to get worse than the report I got last week that Phil Jackson is going to be involved in the coaching search. It's yes, going to be I, worse than I that. I would say this that is going to be worse than that. Is, boy, I mean, that's a 9.7. I'm telling you. This is close. Wow. This is close. All right, lay it on me, big fella. What we got? According to Sam Amick, more specifically... The notion of Russell Westbrook remaining part of the Lakers program is seeming more real all the time. Despite the widely held belief that the Lakers would find a way to trade Westbrook before the start of next season, sources say their coaching candidates have been asked to discuss how they would use him in their system during interviews. The takeaway for candidates, it seems is that maximizing Westbrook's presence after his disastrous year is considered an important part of this job. I got the answer to the question, by the way. How they should use Russell Westbrook? (laughs) Sparingly. (laughs) What? In case of emergency. (laughs) When we're desperate. 
break glass. That should be how the coaches, the next coach of the Lakers, uses Russell Westbrook. The, o- the only value that I see for Russell Westbrook for the Lakers at this point, Carlin, and, it- and this might be a little bit strong, th- this could be Pat Bev-esque. I think the only value that he brings is as an expiring contract. Oh, it's, I, it's, I don't it's, think that's a hot take. I think that's fact. I, I think that's <laughs> where we're at with Russell Westbrook. It's clear we've had a large enough sample size to understand that Westbrook doesn't fit LeBron James and Anthony Davis stylistically. It just doesn't work. And for a 33-year-old player that's relied on explosion and athleticism for the majority of his prime, now that you're seeing those elements of his game decline, mm. he, he's not as productive of a player. So I, I don't know that it's going to get much better even though you're swapping out coaches for the Lakers. It doesn't matter who you bring in, whether it ends up being Doc Rivers or Kenny Atkinson or whoever. I, I don't know that Russell Westbrook is going to be one of the cornerstones for the program beyond this year. He's going to be a guy that you're going to be looking to move this summer, and if you can't find somebody to do the dance now, you're going to look to trade him at the deadline during the regular season. Okay, so that's where we're at with Westbrook. Is this a mind game question for candidates? I don't buy that. I think they are legitimately trying to figure out how they can maximize something out of him. And if you are interviewing for this job, and this is an important part of this job. And you get offered this job? It can't be. It can't be, Carlin. It's Maybe a, you're turning it down. Carlin, this is a smokescreen, man. And here's the thing. If well, but who does the smokescreen benefit here? I'm going to tell you who it benefits. Remember the article that Bill Plasky put in the L.A. Times with Jeannie Buss when she said she was in charge. And one of the things that she pointed out was making sure that LeBron James felt seen and heard in terms of his desires, his wishes, and what the organization was going to do around him moving forward. He was the one that was caping for Russell Westbrook to to come to L.A. and they traded all of those assets and all that stuff. It ended up looking like a disaster, but Russell Westbrook is somebody that LeBron James wouldn't want to make it work with. And so, if you're the Lakers about to embark on a coaching search, putting this out there might not be the worst thing in terms of making sure that the relationship that you have with your star player remains somewhat intact. So maybe this is a smokescreen from Jeannie Buss' standpoint, from the Lakers' brass standpoint, in order to try to try, know, man. try to have LeBron James <laughs> in what he wants included in their search for a coach. That's the Ooh. only thing that would make sense because what we've seen on the court, it wouldn't make sense to pick your next head coach for a guy that has a year remaining on his contract. All right, but if it, if it is integral in these interviews at least, it makes me feel like there has to be something to it, and it's not just a worst-case scenario. If I'm sitting there and I'm getting asked that question, that's bad instincts from my potential employers. And I have told you this story before. When you go into an interview and you get a bad vibe or a bad instinct from a potential employer and it's a job that you're maybe thinking about taking, that can turn you off. I did this. I had this happen in 2003. I interviewed for a job and was basically being offered a job in Kansas City to do sports talk. And I was excited to do it. But then I went to visit. Lovely people. Yes. Great town. Yeah. They took me out to eat Italian and seafood in, in Kansas, Kansas City. City. <laughs> Where's a steak? Where's some barbecue? I'm from New Jersey. You don't take me out to Italian in Kansas City and make me think that you have good instincts. I turn the job down, not because of the food choice, but because of the instincts 
of the food choice. Yeah, but there's some organizational arrogance that comes along with the L.A. Lakers because, after all, they're the Lakers. They're one of the premier brands in the entire NBA. If you're thinking about playing Russell Westbrook this year, you are devaluing that premier brand in the man, NBA. Man, stop. Nobody's going to not take the Lakers job because they asked that question. I don't know, man. Because that makes me question who my bosses are at that point. It's an investment in relationship capital with LeBron James. That is my take, and I am sticking to it. Good luck with all that. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.